0: Have you ever wondered how deep tech companies actually start? Well, we were too. So in this podcast, we'll be interviewing scientists and entrepreneurs that have taken their ideas out of the lab and turned them into startups. I'm Antonia. And I'm Christina. And this is Startup the Science. This podcast is brought to you by Enam Berlin, the innovation network for advanced materials, bringing together the brightest minds in material science. Visit us at enam.berlin. Hi everyone, Christina here. Thanks for tuning in to our third episode of Startup the Science. Unfortunately, Antonia is out sick today, so I'll be flying solo for today's interview. We're sending all our well wishes to her. Hope you feel better soon, Antonia. So today is a special episode for us here at Enum, because I'm going to be talking with Kim Denolf, She is the leading lady of the startup Custom Dot, and she'll be explaining to you exactly what they do in a second. But I wanted to take this opportunity to also explain how we met Kim. Kim and her startup Custom Dot were one of the 10 finalists for Enum's 2018 Advanced Materials Competition, also known as AdmaCom. AdmaCom is an incredible but also very intensive two-week accelerator program where Enum brings 10 finalists from all around the world to this amazing city of Berlin. And we put them through extensive mentoring sessions and pitch trainings. And basically, it's startup boot camp. But why am I bringing this up now? Well, it turns out that AdmaCom 2019 is now underway. Yay! So if you listen to this interview or this podcast and you think, Ah! I'm an advanced materials startup, or or maybe you know of an advanced material startup that might be a good fit, go ahead and head to our website, www.enum.berlin and take a look at our Admicom page. We're taking applications starting very, very soon, so stay tuned and spread the news if you can. Also, don't hesitate to throw us an email at info at enam.berlin. I've I've put our info in the description. We'll be happy to answer any of your questions about AdmaCom, possibly if you want to sponsor AdmaCom, or if you have any questions about our startup or even this podcast, just ping us and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Now, let's get back to the podcast and say hello to Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, Christina.
1: <laughs> How are you? Very good, actually. Thank you for being here. I'm very happy to be here.
0: So, custom dot has to do with quantum dots. Yes. I've heard you talk about quantum dots before. And uh, last night, I was doing my homework. And uh, I, I looked up what quantum dots are on the internet. And this is what the internet said. A semiconductor crystal of nanometer dimensions with distinctive conductive properties
1: determined by its size. That is, yeah, that is extremely complicated, no?
0: (laughs) I do not understand a word of this, possibly because I'm not a scientist, but um, I thought maybe you could explain because I remember you saying how passionate you were about quantum dots,
1: and I think you might be able to explain it in a simpler way. Okay I'm gonna try my best. So quantum dots are extremely tiny particles and uh, the nice thing about them is that they can absorb UV or blue light and then they can transform it into a different colour. And the awesome thing about quantum dots is that the colour that they emit, so the colour that comes out, is actually dependent on the size of the particles. But you have to realize that these are semiconductors that are extremely small. So, for example, if you would take the thickness of your hair and you would divide it by 40,000, then you're kind of at the the scale of a nanometer, which is the size of a quantum dot, which is extremely small. It's crazy small. Yes. (laughs) And it's because they are that small that... Weird things are happening and they call them like quantum effects and that's why they are called quantum dots. So it's just basically um, the size determines the color and the bigger they are, the more the um, color shifts to the red. So the thing is also that the color is extremely pure. There are, there are some powder phosphors, for example, like the traditional phosphors that can also um, absorb light and emit light again, but these typically have a broad spectrum or you cannot tune them that easily. So this is really the benefit of quantum knots: the fact that you can tune uh, the color that comes out just by tuning the size, basically.
0: Wow, <laughs> that's very different from the, you know, the internet's version. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it is.
0: Now, I also discovered when I was doing my homework that there are tons
1: of applications for quantum dots.
0: Could you maybe give us an idea of what those
1: are? Okay, yeah, it's really a giant market. You can basically think of anything with light and you can apply quantum dots in them. Going from any kind of display, so your phone, your computer, your TV, a projector in the cinema... A very big LED screen, for example, the ones that you have in Times Square. Any kind of photodetector. Solar cells as well, a bit. And you can go on and on and on. I mean, even in life sciences, you, in, di- in diagnostics, you have applications for quantum dots.
0: So how do quantum dots, and more
1: importantly, custom dot, fit into this big picture? So at the moment, quantum dots are only used in televisions. They are applied in this kind of film, and so there's blue LEDs, and the light of that blue LED is transformed into uh, partially into red light and partially into green light, and then you have three components, and that that is what makes all the colors of a display. And so the quantum dots are now applied in this film, and that means that they are quite far away from the LEDs, which means they don't experience very high temperatures and also they don't really experience a lot of light intensity so that means that you don't need uh, the quantum dots to be that stable but if you want to apply the quantum dots directly onto the blue led chip that means that you need incredibly stable quantum dots So they need to be able to handle 100 degrees centigrade or maybe even 120. And uh, they also need to be able to handle high light intensity. And quantum dots, the the main issue with quantum dots is the fact that they are not stable enough to really be applied on chip. But there, our product is actually very stable. We can apply the quantum dots directly onto the chip and uh, we already did some tests on that, and we can make a single-color color LED, for example, which is really cool.
0: <laughs> I've seen <laughs> this. It is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, This is your competitive advantage, then.
1: Yes. The fact that we can use the quantum nuts directly onto the LED chip has the advantage that we can go to a lot more markets. So we can go to lighting. So there's a lot of different applications that we can target and we just know that our product is more stable than the quantum dots that are now available on the market.
0: Okay so now that we understand the basics of what Custom Dot is doing maybe I can take us back a little bit and discover how you personally fell into this line of research.
1: Yeah so basically I uh, first did a bachelor project um, in the third third year of the bachelors and there we had to choose a topic Mm -hmm. and um you know you get this little booklet and you get like i don't know 20 topics and all of them seem extremely boring like all of them (laughs) you're like okay something with like what is this okay quantum physics or quantum chemistry no, that's not what I want to do. Okay, something else with like superconductors. Okay, no, it doesn't really sound interesting. And I really didn't know what to choose. But like, I really didn't have a clue. So the thing that I did is look at the pictures. <laughs> and then there was one picture with like all of these colored files. And I was like, ah, oh, I should take that one. And that's how I rolled into... Like the quantum dot stuff, all because of I couldn't make up a choice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I see. I think a lot of people will actually relate to that story, though somehow, some way. I know I do. Anyways, so out of university, you also discovered your team. I know this much. Would you like to introduce them now?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, Mikael and Dorian are in the team. Uh, and I'm naming them together because they work very well together. Um, they are the ones that invented the synthesis that we work with at this, at this point. And uh, they are also uh, constantly, um, you know, improving it, really improving it. And they are doing so well. I'm so proud of them, really. <laughs> oh, that's great. And then there's uh, Igor. Uh, Igor is a Ukrainian guy. And um, he came to uh, work with us um, as a postdoc as well. And he, um, he's focusing more on devices, really. So how to integrate the quantum dots in devices by putting them in a kind of polymer matrix or uh, encapsulating the particles to be more stable. These kind of things. He's focusing on that. Um, And then there's uh, Sam, he's um, a guy with a lot of experience, he's a bit older than us, and um, he used to lead the um, display department at uh, Philips in Belgium, and then a bit later um, he was managing director at TP Vision, Um, and yeah, he has a lot of experience and it's great to have him in the team. Lovely. Lovely.
0: I didn't know about the newest members, so that's great news. So you went to university, met this great team. When was the point you guys realized that this quantum dot thing that you were all invested in could actually become a
1: startup? Um, We went to this conference in the Netherlands and we had to drive about three hours there. But there was some traffic and I was sitting in the in the front seat uh, of the car together with my promoter, Sieger, and he was driving the car. And, you know, at a certain point, uh, you have talked about every single topic that is possible. So you've talked about uh, the science, you've talked about uh, the conference you just went to, you talked about the traffic and the weather. It, he talked about family and stuff like that. All the small talk. Yes, gone. Every, yeah. everything is gone. <laughs> and then I was like, "So Zir, why don't we start a company? I mean, that would be nice, no?" <laughs> and he was like, he looked at me like a bit, bit like, "What are you saying? Like, huh?" He didn't Were- take you seriously, or no? He, I, I don't think he ever really, really considered it. Actually, he said, like, "Bah, it's way too early to start a company. That's, that's how he ended that conversation. But then, so yeah, I, I didn't talk to him uh, about that subject anymore for about, about a month or, or maybe two. And then all of a sudden, he comes to me in the hallway and he says, like, Oh, Kim, I, I'm thinking about maybe applying for a uh, project. It's um, a project at the Industrial Research Fund of the university. And it's actually to prepare for a startup. And I was wondering if you wanted to be the the lead scientist. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, okay, why not? And um, so he knew that I wanted to go travel after finishing the PhD. And he was like, "Um, we will know the result of that project in about four months after you finish your PhD. So it might be the perfect timing to go on your trip and then come back and uh, start the project. And then it all kind of fell together, you know. All the pieces of the puzzle just fitted. And it was super nice. It basically started out a bit as a joke, but not really. (laughs) Just a conversation in a car led to the startup.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. I didn't know that, actually. I don't think you've ever told me that story.
1: No, I randomly tell it to random people, but (laughs) not a lot.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. All right. So I think we have time for one last question. And I'd like to know what advice you would give to other high-tech startups like Custom Dot.
1: First of all, they should know that it's okay if they feel a bit lost i felt lost a lot during these past two years i mean if you think you know it all you're probably not really doing it in the right way because then you're not doing enough research to where your product can then end up so feeling lost is just fine and then The next piece of advice would be to really talk about your idea as much as possible. To really see how people respond to it and listen to the people. Because it's not because the people don't really know the deep science of your technology. It doesn't mean that they cannot have a valuable uh, input. So you should really listen to what people say and listen to as as many people as possible. And of course, every, a lot of people are going to say something different and you cannot follow every advice, but it will give you some food to think about. Or some, how do you say this? Food for thought. <laughs> food for thought, okay. Yeah. So it will give you some some food for thought. And then you you, at a certain point, will know, okay, this is the kind of direction we need to go into.
0: That's great advice. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast today, Kim.
1: It was a pleasure. And I'm sure we'll be in touch
0: really soon. Yeah, that would be nice. Thanks for listening to Start the Science. If you like our show and want to know more about what we do, check out our website at enum.berlin. And don't forget to leave us a review. Until next time.